Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to go over seven ways you can improve your sleep. If you're having sleeping issues or if you notice yourself waking up in the morning, you know, dragging along, hard to get up out of bed, hard to wake yourself up, always pressing snooze on that alarm clock. Um, I'm going to be teaching you some things that you can do to improve that. Now, if you're someone who notices that you don't get any sleep at night. You're having issues. You're waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom multiple times. You're waking up in the middle of the night, sweating in your sleep. You make it, you're waking up in the middle of the night, uh, just tossing and turning. Or you're waking up in the middle of the night anywhere from 1 to 4 in the morning and you can't go back to sleep. That's a huge one. Over the last four years, I've been working with probably hundreds one of, of, per, of personal clients one-on-one. And... Um, I came down to seven things that I see and I ran into that I want to share with you today. Uh, One of them really, really being the main reason for a lot of people. And um, I'll bring you through those as we go through this podcast. So one of the things you have to understand is the importance of sleep. Uh, For one that, um, you know, I'm someone who can get five hours of sleep and wake up and be fine, right? So, you know, there's times where I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning ready to start my day. Only, you know, going to bed around 10 to 10.30 or waking up at anywhere from 4 to 4.30 in the morning sometimes and just ready to go. But if I break one of these things or especially that one thing that I mentioned to you earlier that is usually the main cause, I can see myself waking up around 7.30 to, you know, 7.30 the latest with no energy. Uh, Hard for me to get out of bed. Um, You know, it's hard for me to move. Now, studies have shown I'm going to attach a beautiful podcast to this that I would like for all of you to take a look at when you get a chance. It's this beautiful podcast that this uh, sleep expert uh, went on to Joe Rogan. And this podcast kind of woke me up a little bit because I was very ignorant towards stress and sleep. I'm a fight or flight guy, and I and I use fight or flight for my benefit. But I started to get a lot of side effects from being in fight or flight all the time. And I had to learn on how to respect rest and digest, right? Sleeping, resting pulling down my stress because the, the more energy you give earth, the more energy you give people, the more energy you want to be able to have to give towards your dream and towards your life, the more energy you must integrate within yourself. And the only way you can charge yourself up is sleeping is one of the best ways, if not the best way to charge yourself. Sleeping is one is the best way to heal. It's the biggest uh, way to, you know, tap into the anabolic system which is your building system to replace, to repair, to grow. So there was this uh, podcast that I came across. And I think that one podcast kind of woke me up a little bit. It made me respect sleep a little more. Okay. And um, I'm going to link that down below for you. uh, So you can have that available to you. Now, we're going to start off with the first one. The first one, it was the one that I was heavily criticized with on about a year and a half ago. I made a podcast, I mean, uh, a TikTok video about it. And it has like 1.4 million views, I believe. And a lot, 50% of the people try to discredit me. <clears throat> and the other 50%, excuse me, the other 50% give me my credit. And that is light. Um, if you're laying in the bed and you have your screen in front of you, like your cell phone in front of you, 
or if you have your TV on, if you have the lights on, you can send missed signals to the body to keep the body up. Um, one of the simplest way that I can break down, br- break this down to you without overcomplicating science is think about any time the sun comes out. When the sun hits our skin, it, it uh, increases the cortisol levels in our body. Why? Because sun is known to be catabolic, but also known to be yang. And that sun hitting you rises cortisol levels for you to get the day started. If you want to think about the primal years, this is when you get up. This is when you go hunt. This is when you get things done when the daylight is out. Now, the circadian rhythm shows that around, you know, your uh, cortisol levels can be at its highest around anywhere from 8 to 11 a.m., which is usually cortisol levels are not bad. Too much cortisol levels, too much of anything is not good for you, but too much cortisol levels can overwhelm your body in the fight or flight. And what happens is, from 8 to 11, your cortisol levels are high, but then they start to dip around 3 to 4 p.m. And when they start to dip, then you have the opposite um, hormone increase, which is melatonin and growth repair hormone that usually increase as the day continues to go on, which is your parasympathetic nervous system helping you with rest and digest. Okay? So in the morning, cortisol levels are naturally high, and at nighttime, cortisol levels are naturally low. When you put light on your body... You're sending that missed signal that we spoke about with the sun onto your skin, which can rise cortisol levels, which can keep the body up, which can stop the body from going into deep sleep. Okay. And I'm, I'm happy that I put these seven things that I put on, um, the, the one sleep expert who, uh, supplies a lot of, and applies a lot of the research that I'm kind of, um, you know, referencing as well. Um, you'll find all that in that one podcast. Also, you'll find a lot more research in the book, um, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. I'll leave a link down there um, below for you as well for both of those things. Okay, so you want to decrease your light. So one thing, I don't know about you, but I like going to sleep watching a TV show, especially like a funny TV show. It's kind of like a, a you know, a thing that I did growing up as a kid watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Wing Bros, Martin a little bit George Lopez. I'm going to be drinking my coffee during this podcast today. So you're going to hear me take a little bit of pauses because uh, I'm doing this one early today and uh, I didn't get to enjoy my cup of coffee. So what you could do is when you have your TV on, you can set a timer. Okay. So you can set like a 30 minute timer or an hour timer. So as you're watching and you happen to fall asleep, the TV goes off and you're not stuck sleeping with the TV light on your body. Okay. So um, another thing is, Try to make it a rule or a a law. In my house, we don't bring the bed. I mean, we don't bring the cell phones to the bed. The cell phones stay on our nightstand. So whatever we've done during the day um, and whatever has our interest or whatever you want to continue to look at, it can wait until tomorrow, right? Because the cell phone's with us everywhere. It goes to the toilet with us. It goes to work with us. It goes to the table to eat for most people. It goes to your car. So there has to be a breaking, there has to be a, a, a boundary that you have to set with that cell phone. If you're laying in bed texting people, you're laying in bed on FaceTime all night, you know, I know if you, you know, you're falling in love for the first time and you're getting with a little boo thing, you know, that's normal. I get it. But try to make a limit to these things because that's not even talking about the EMF that's coming from these things, right? If you want to look up EMF stress on the body, so 
you know, if you, you know, so don't, don't try to sleep. Don't allow the phone to be in the bed while you sleep either. Take that phone away from your body. You can look up EMF research on how it can um, add more stress to the body. We're talking about the light from the phone, not including the EMF that comes from the phone that messes up your energy field as you're sleeping. So try to put that phone on a nightstand, okay, or put it on a dresser. I know a lot of you, like me, use it as your alarm clock. Cool. But just put it like, you know, a little further away from you. It doesn't have to be under your pillow or something like that. That's not, it's not smart. Okay, so put the phone away. Put the phone on the nightstand. Put your TV on a timer. And then uh, try to sleep with the lights off, of course. If you're someone who's scared of the dark, get like a nice little night lamp that you can plug into the wall. Um, you know, but I'm not sure how many of you are scared of the dark. But if you are, that's, some, that's a, a little solution. So that's number one. Getting the light, controlling the light in the bedroom as you sleep, okay? Number two, most of you need to start to understand the importance of understanding caffeine. Caffeine can have a half-life of six hours, right? So I'll explain this. If you have a cup of coffee, 100 milligrams of caffeine at 10 o'clock in the morning, that means six hours from that cup of coffee, you'll still have 50 left in your body. So it'll take a complete 12 hours for that caffeine to be completely out the system. So if you have it at 10 in the morning, at 10 at night, the caffeine will no longer be in the body. Now, this can differ person to person because some people can metabolize caffeine a lot faster, but it doesn't make it a greater you know, um, difference, right? It may be instead of 12 hours, it being completely out your body, it may be 10 and a half hours. But still, this goes for people who are drinking caffeine anywhere 2, 3, 4 p.m. At, you know, in the afternoon. You have to understand that that caffeine is going to stay in your body. That caffeine is not going to allow your body to get into the full parasympathetic nervous system because what does caffeine do? Caffeine helps you get into fight or flight. And caffeine, if you have too much caffeine, caffeine turns on the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and it goes against the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, Okay. So when you're having your caffeine, if you're someone who's trying to, you know, pull their their um, amount of caffeine back a little bit, and you notice that you can't keep your head up after 2 p.m., um, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, you can go through my podcast if you haven't already and listen to a couple episodes like the diet that can reset your energy, digestion, and mood. Go listen to that podcast. Go listen to a couple other podcasts, but that's the one I refer first to see or go and then listen to the fungal infection podcast. Those two podcasts will greatly help you because if you're lacking energy, either you're dealing with some type of dysbiosis, fungal infection, or you're dealing with some type of blood sugar issue. And both of those podcasts will bring you to that. Now, I've been holding back making a podcast about fatigue, specifically adrenal fatigue, because the Sahara Rose podcast that I did, we did a part two for us to be together on a podcast on her platform. And the subject was about adrenal fatigue. So I've been waiting for that podcast to come out then to make another follow-up podcast to that one. But for now, um, if you're having those problems, go listen to those two podcasts, number one. Number two, the, the next thing I would like for you to do is instead of drinking a cup of coffee, go to like a green tea. A green tea can have about 40 milligrams of caffeine in it, which means it's better than having a cup of coffee that can be anywhere from 100 to 200 milligrams, depending on what size you get. It can go up to 250 to 350. 
But if we can pull back a little bit instead of a coffee at 3 p.m., you get a green tea in you. And then when you get the green tea, sip on the green tea, that can help you, you know, kind of like dose off of so much caffeine if you're used to that in the afternoon. But there's people that say, Nate, I can go to sleep after drinking a cup of coffee right after dinner. And um, that's just a huge sign of someone's, you, you, you look, I'm not trying to sound mm, nerdy here, okay? But it's very important to understand how the how nature works. There are people who may be able to throw down a shot of espresso, especially in Europe, before bed, right? That's usually what I get. Oh, people in Europe do that. Yeah, so you got to sit down and take everybody. Do you have sleeping issues or or low sleep quality? Yes. Okay. Do they have sleep issues or low sleep um, sleeping quality problems? No. So then it doesn't matter. So you're going to notice the podcast that I make sometimes, there's going to be things that you're going to be like, oh, that's me. Then other podcasts like, oh, that's not really me. You'll see me throw up subjects from everything from a whole life holistic approach, how to deal with stress, the body, your emotions, family issues. You may not have family issues and you may not click on that podcast. You're like, I don't have that. It doesn't relate to you, but that doesn't mean it doesn't relate to someone else. So what I'm saying to you is if you are having sleeping issues, these we have to take all these things into account. Just because someone else is doing it, maybe because their lifestyle's great, their financial situation is great. They can sleep until 10 o'clock in the morning next day while you probably have to wake up at 7. Their situation is a lot different than yours. And also the amount of stress that they have is lower. So their body having a cup of a, a shot of espresso, which can be anywhere from 40, 60, 60 milligrams of caffeine, isn't affecting them as much as it's affecting you with a fungal infection, digestive issues, money issues, sleeping issues etc. Right. So if you're drinking a cup of coffee too late in the day, it's going to not, it's not going to allow your body to be in a parasympathetic nervous system. This usually causes people to sit or lay in bed wired and tired. So it's hard for them to fall asleep. It's hard for them to get to rest. So I have something on this list that I will be mentioning on how to improve that, um, that can help you. So number two is really, really, really controlling the caffeine. Try to pull down the caffeine after about 1, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And if you are going to have caffeine at that time, try to pull the amount of caffeine, uh, caffeine, milligrams of caffeine you're going to have so you don't overwhelm your system so your body can go into the parasympathetic nervous system at night and it can go to sleep. The more caffeine you have later in the day, the more that you're going to be increasing the sympathetic nervous system, which is opposite of your parasympathetic nervous system. So the higher the cortisol levels, the lower the melatonin levels will be, which then will give you an interrupt your sleep. Now, the next one I'm going to talk about is the biggest one. Okay. After I talk about the biggest one, then I'll talk, then I'm going to give you some, so, uh, four steps to start doing things to, um, actually go the opposite direction to improve your sleep. The biggest, biggest one that does not fail me is people eating too much carbohydrates before bed. That is number one. Why? When a person eats too many carbohydrates before bed, this is most people that I've run into that has sleeping issues, your blood sugar will increase. When your blood sugar increases, insulin levels are released. Insulin takes blood sugar and stores it, then leaving with your blood sugar coming down. Your blood sugar can come down and drop depending on 
how sensitive you are to carbohydrates or how many carbohydrates you ate, you can go through something called hypoglycemia while you sleep. If your blood sugars come down while you sleep, cortisol levels come up to increase blood sugar naturally because it prevents the body to continuously being in hypoglycemia and being in a hypoglycemia state for too long or going really low in hypoglycemia is dangerous for the brain and the body. So the body's program then to go into fight or flight, produce cortisol. Cortisol produces gluconeogenesis, which then takes stored glycogen or muscle and contribute it towards blood sugar to bring your blood sugar back up. So what that means is the higher you spike your carbohydrates or the more carbohydrates you eat before bed, the bigger that blood sugar crash is going to be. I know people who just eat two bananas before bed and still have these issues or two cups of rice and still have these issues. Here's the signs. Anytime the body rises cortisol levels and stress, the body's temperature can increase for that moment, then making you sweat in your sleep and being hot in your sleep. When the body has, that's number one. Number two, when the body has too much glucose, too much sugar, the body will increase the urination to push out extra glucose into um, into the uh, into your urine, into your kidneys to remove glucose from the body. So that's number two on why you may be waking up in the middle of the night peeing throughout the night. Number three, when the cortisol levels do come up to replace the blood sugar that has dropped, your body's woke now. So this would this would kind of creates a person not to get really back into deep sleep because now their body has low levels of melatonin and re growth repair because of the increase of cortisol, which then leaves them tossing and turning from one to four in the morning. So before bed, what you could do about this is before bed, watch what you're eating. I'm telling you, do this for three days. So if you're eating rice, potatoes, ice cream, I'm naming, you, I'm hoping you're not eating all this in one meal. I'm talking about different things you can be eating. Um, sandwiches, pastas. I challenge you, take that out. Instead of a starchy vegetable, have a above ground vegetable, green leafy vegetables. Take a, a, your meat of choice that has, that comes naturally with fat. So steak, ground beef, eggs. If you're someone that doesn't eat red meat, go with a salmon, with a salad, and then go to sleep. And you let me know how you wake up the next morning. I can guarantee you're going to wake up feeling like a brand new person. Why? Because you actually allowed the body to go into growth and repair. You actually were able to get the rest that you needed. So when you wake up the next day, you're rejuvenated and refreshed. For people that don't wake up like that, you can't get this person to wake up without reaching for a pot of coffee or caffeine or some type of stimulant. And guess what that does? It starts to cycle all over again. Okay? So the goal is to be able to increase your protein and fats before bed. Decrease the high glycemic carbohydrate and replace it with a low glycemic carbohydrate. And I'm telling you, I've seen it happen so many times. When I say so many times, I haven't ran into a client that it didn't work for. How about that? Okay. So number four, 
there is, if you're having issues going to sleep, so remember earlier we spoke about having issues of like tossing and turning. You want to bring down the stress as much as you can, okay? You bring down the stress. Remember, the best stress you can control is the ones that are internal. External stresses are, come on, you you know that external stresses are hard to control. You know, you can wake up in the morning, you know, get in the car, you got a flat tire. Like, you can't control those situations, right? That's just, it happened. But you can't control what you eat, right? You have control of how you sleep. And if you notice, if you don't have control on how you eat and you sleep, then you need to go to my podcast on figuring out your dream, creating core values for yourself and a roadmap to your life. Because if if you if you're telling me, oh, I can't sleep because this person wakes me up, well, that does that means that your core values aren't strong enough to say no to people and no to things, and you're letting people walk all over you. So you control what you eat, you control how you sleep, you choose how you how you sleep, you choose what you eat. Okay, so if you notice that you took control of the food and caffeine situation to control your internal stressors, but you know that there's a lot of external stress that's bothering you and it's hard to get to sleep, you can go to Whole Foods, or I'll probably put this in a link down below too, and you can get something called Yogi Bedtime Tea. It's a tea. What I like to do is I like to take one Yogi Bedtime Tea, one Yogi Stress Relief Tea, Put them together, put a little bit of organic stevia in there, put some hot water, let it sit for two, three minutes, and sip on that around 9 to 9.30 at night. And my nervous system starts to relax. I start to feel, I, I start preparing for bed. So in the morning, I'm telling you, I'm doing this podcast with my cup of coffee because I'm preparing for my morning. At night, I like to assist my body to prepare for bed. Okay, so that yogi tea happens to really, really be a huge game changer for a lot of my clients. Um, that can be a huge help. Okay, so number five, something that can really help you out is if you notice that that still doesn't help you, sometimes the body has too much emotion, energy, emotion. There's too much going on in your nervous system. Okay, this is me. If I don't do the thing that I'm going to tell you to do, some of us. We just have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy, okay? And if I don't learn how to manage that energy, um, it can be a huge distraction in my life. It can mess up my sleep. It can make it can increase the chances of me overeating. It can increase the chances of overthinking, right? So if you notice that it's still hard for you to go to sleep and you don't feel tired at all, and you followed everything that we talked about so far, then there's a great chance that you're not moving your body. When you move the body, if the body's sitting in front of a computer all day, sitting in a car on the way home from work, sitting on the couch watching TV, the body has a lot of energy and motion. Too much energy and motion in the body without expression can be causing depression. And that can start showing up as when you're not moving, all this energy starts to overflow and overwhelm the brain. And when you overflow and overwhelm the brain, then before you go to bed, you have all these thoughts going through. It's like a tornado of thoughts and fears and ideas and all this stuff that's just messing with your mind. So 
one of the things if you have a really long day and you notice like, yo, Nate, it's really hard for me to, you know, go to the gym during the day, try to take time to take that high vibe walk that I always talk about. Take time. If the less time that you have available, the less time you should give yourself for that walk. So instead of starting off at 60 minutes in a beautiful neighborhood with positive music and a positive podcast, instead go 25 to 30 minutes in your neighborhood and just take a couple laps around. I'm telling you, you'll notice a huge difference. You'll notice yourself feeling a lot more relaxed. Okay, so you have to move your body. Number six, I had a client um, that did everything I I I, um, I taught her. She was an, she's an actress and uh, she's still my client to this day. And one thing, she was one of the few people that I had to go through this with, but I want to put this in here because this may be you. This client was the type of person who didn't really express so much about the stress that she was going through. Um, and she usually holds it within in her body. So we we work out. She does a yogi tea. She does everything I spoke about. But in my opinion, I believe that there's some childhood trauma that is affecting her um, before going to sleep at nighttime as far as distractions, staying on her phone and staying up to three, four in the morning, right? And uh, this was a bad habit she had. And I was telling her, we got to fix this. Now, subconsciously, I learned in my life that the hardest time for me to diet was at nighttime. Nighttime was the time where if I found a way to survive that day, I celebrated with food. It was natural. My father, my brother, and I, we lived in a hotel right in front of Holland Tunnel. And when we finally found a way to pay the room, which is like $115 a day, and we finally found a way to find food, and we knew we were okay, we found a way to have some type of snack. If, we, if our allowance was $5 for food, we would get two pizzas for $2.50 with a can of Pepsi, and then we'll have $2.50 left over. We'll get like a, a pint of ice cream or a bag of chips and, and, and some Mike and Ikes, which is a candy. We found a way to get a meal a lot for a little. And during that time, the dopamine release was really high. And watching a funny TV show was really high. But what I came to the conclusion of a couple years ago in my life is that it was hard for me to go to sleep without having a sugar crash. It was hard for me to go to sleep without having a sugar crash. What does that mean? When I ate all this junk food, I had a lot of dopamine going off from the food and also from the TV I was watching, the TV show making me laugh. And it was an escape from my reality of being in a, in a, in a struggle situation. And all that sugar... All the carbohydrate from the pizza, from the Mike and Ike, from the soda, spiked my blood sugar. So 30 to 60 minutes after watching it, my body crashed. So I would, since it was so uncomfortable to sleep as a child, it was hard for me to put my mind 
to bed knowing everything I was going through. But if I had all the sugar and I had all the carbohydrates, subconsciously it knocked me out. So what I noticed as I got older is I followed all these steps, but I my I still couldn't go to sleep because I was so used to only sleeping with a sugar crash. Which made me, until a couple years ago, have an addiction or had a bad issue with overeating food at nighttime and snacking at night until I had to figure a way on how to calm my nervous system down from all the trauma that I went through, from all the stress that I'm under. And that's one thing that I realized as when I started to take this approach for myself, I was able to teach that client. So what we started to do, both of us, I did it first and then I coached her through it. I started to foam roll. I got a foam roller, started to foam roll my quads. I would lay on top of a Swiss ball, yoga ball, stretch out my chest and breathe. Oh, it feels so good. And I would focus on just breathing and calming my body down. Then I would stretch. As I stretch, it calms my nervous system down a little more. I'm breathing into my belly, which is helping my parasympathetic nervous system turn on. And then it calms my nervous system down. And then I'm a little rested and, and just relaxed. And I'm in my yin. So then I go upstairs and go to sleep. And that's one thing that I noticed I had to do with that one particular client. And it helped her a lot. So you may need to find a way on how to relax your body. You may, you know, some nights ask your partner, hey, babe, can you just rub my back until I fall asleep? Some of us with childhood trauma, a very sensitive nervous system need to be touched. If if your partner's too tired to, to rub your back till you go to sleep, go take a foam roller, stretch, listen to some positive, you know, um, yoga music, right? classical music, put some essential oils on, roll out, and prepare your body to rest. The last tip is getting to bed every night at 9.30 to 10 o'clock. Yeah, you heard me. 9.30 to 10 o'clock. So anytime my partner or I are on the couch and we're hanging out, we check the time. If we check it's 9.30, anywhere from 9.30 to 10 o'clock, if we're watching a TV show, we're doing anything, we'll take it upstairs to the room. We put our bodies in the bed latest at 10 o'clock. And this is how I'm able to wake up at 4 in the morning, sometimes 5 in the morning, ready to go. Now, I can operate off 6 hours of sleep, 5 to 6 hours of sleep. If I get 8, amazing. But... The, everybody's different. My body does not need eight hours. It just doesn't. It needs eight hours if I'm going through, if I had a lot of carbohydrates before bed and I didn't get quality sleep at night, then my body needs eight hours. But right now my body, as long as I take care of my blood sugar, I'm in bed. I didn't have caffeine before sleeping. My body's okay with five to six hours. And that's my body. That may not be your body. Okay. But getting to bed at 10 o'clock, there's a lot of reasons why you want to get to bed at 10 o'clock. There's a lot of benefits. Um, 
in a book, How to Eat and Move and Be Healthy, which I linked down below, is a book that shows the circadian rhythm around 10 o'clock, your body lines itself up with the moon at that time. And I made this in in a, a video and people kind of laughed at it, but you can look it up. Your body's made up approximately, it changes every day, but approximately a 74% of water. What does the moon do to the ocean? It, it, it can rise your tides, uh, the tides of the ocean, right? That's the power of the moon, right? It pulls water. So if you go to a na- your neighborhood and ask a cop, what's the most dangerous time of the year? What, or the month, what, you know, what, what do you think they're going to say? Most cops will tell you the worst night is always when it's a full moon. Why? In my hypothesis, in an opinion, it's because if someone's really angry, a full moon pulls that person to be more angry. If a person's sad, the full moon pulls that person to be more sad. The full moon pulls whatever emotion that you have to a higher level. So... At nighttime, the moon aligns right with your circadian rhythm in your body, and that's usually around 10 to 10.30. And at around 10.30 to 2 a.m., your body repairs everything physically. From 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., it repairs things psychologically. That's why when people don't get sleep, they can feel sore the next day. They're not, they're, they feel achy. They feel they have psychological issues. You have to respect sleep. So try to get in bed by 10 o'clock every night. Now, there's going to be some of you, probably like five of you, that's going to be doing a graveyard shift. They call it a graveyard shift for a reason. Some will argue, oh, they call it graveyard shift because it was known to people to watch a graveyard at night time. Yeah, cool. But it's also metaphorically known as a graveyard shift because you're going against nature. If you're going against nature... You're always going to be compensating your health. So if you're going against the nature, the, the natural circadian rhythm, you're going to sleep when the sun is up and waking up when the sun is down, you're going to run into some type of deficiencies and some issues in your life. And I had a relative who started a job in the first six months. Usually um, you can get assigned overnight shift. And I said, this is not going to be good for you. He went through a depression. He was super close from breaking up with his partner. And he gained about 25 pounds. And then he came to me on like month five. He had one month left. He said, yo, I think it's this, this shift work that's really messing with me. And I said, I told you that when you first started. Sometimes you can't tell people things and expect them to take your opinion. You have to allow people to experience life especially when you have relatives and loved ones. You know what's best for them sometimes, but sometimes you got to just let them experience life. Some people are not ready for the information that you're providing now. It would serve them better when they are ready and they're ready to put it, you know, after learning a lesson. Some people need more pain in their life before they take action. So that was a, I enjoyed that podcast this morning. That's seven ways to improve your sleep in life. I hope this podcast has helped you. Um, I appreciate everybody sharing the content. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate those who left a review. Um, you know, it means the world. You leaving a review. We, my podcast made it to the top 5% in a lot of categories this year. 
and that was because of you. So I appreciate you with all of my heart. I hope to continue to bring you good content. For those that have been waiting on the Be Great Renate Academy, um, the Be Great Renate Academy, I'm putting I'm busting my butt in it. I want at least two more courses that my team is finishing editing before we release it. I predict that it's going to be, I'm releasing it around January 7th or the 15th. So just be in the lookout for that announcement. It's a monthly membership. You get all my module courses and you're part of a community and it's a yearly membership. It's a yearly membership. So it's something that we're all going to be in to, to really want to change our life and increase our life for the better. So, and then, uh, yeah, I'll keep you updated with anything else. If you're not on my email list, uh, get on my email list. I send out some nice, if you like my podcast, I also send out some, you know, sometimes I sit with a cup of coffee and something inspirational hits me and I just want to send out a beautiful email to you and hope to motivate you. And also sometimes I'll just decide to do a TikTok live during the week. I usually do TikTok lives during the week around 10 o'clock Eastern time in the morning. Um, we're going to probably switch that up, but you can stay updated with everything that I do in my schedule as far as giving more content on my email list. And I'll leave that down below. It's called join my tribe. Hope you enjoy this podcast and I will see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone in your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.